Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is October 28th. We are here for WWE Evolution. This show brought to you ad-read-free by FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. Every week, we have two weekly shows that cover 205 Live, May Young Classic, NXT UK, uh, NXT. And then on Friday, we have the Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, NWA, BTE Review, just tons of stuff. At FightfulSelect.com, it is our premium service. Gives you a little bit of extra, a little add-on for your Fightful experience. But we're here to talk WWE Evolution. And we brought back a legend of our own at Fightful. <laughs> Trina's back in the house. You, you may have heard her on uh, Medusa's podcast. You may have seen her on stage with Medusa at StarCast, you may have realized that she went on vacation and never came home to Fightful.com. Trina's back. Hi, guys. <laughs> I missed all of you, and I'm so glad that Sean's having me back on and he didn't kick me off because I'm a little naughty sometimes. He knows. <laughs> oh, boy. We are also joined by LaToya Ferguson, who literally wrote the encyclopedia on women's wrestling, also the managing editor of RondaRousey.com, which just had a relaunch, a beautiful looking site latoya how you doing i am doing very well i apologize i'm in the dark I, i'm so sorry i have my shadows. one lamp in my shitty apartment yeah well hey you, your work is fantastic i wanted to have you on i wanted to have trina on i thought man you know what sounds like a bad idea for evolution <laughs> a sausage fest that sounds like uh, three middle-aged dudes on a podcast sounds like a bad idea so I, I figured I'd get the female perspective here. I'm pretty much going to set them up. You guys are going to knock them down. I'm very excited for this show. It was a really, really fun pay-per-view. Uh, Trina, what were your thoughts on the show as a whole before we get into the match by match? Whew, you know, so it's fresh in my mind. And I told you off air that I'm still like coming off of this high. Um, maybe to me, one of the best pay-per-views of the year. 
um, top to bottom. It just delivered from the very beginning. And I think the way that they paced everything and, and the order of the matches was perfect. Um, you know, having Lita and Trish lead it off was great. Um, even the opening package. I mean, I started crying from like the very beginning when the opening package came out. I mean, I like top to bottom. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe the Ronda, the Ronda Nikki thing was a little anticlimactic, but we sort of knew, um, that was going to happen, which is fine. Uh, but I would say as a whole, you know, one of the better pay-per-views I've seen all year. My match ratings for this show will be out tomorrow morning. Latoya, I want to know what you thought of this show. It was I don't think there was a bad match on the card. There wasn't. Uh, there were obviously just some technical difficulties uh, for the show because it's, it's, it was a new situation, and there were some issues in some matches, but it was overall, every match was so so damn good. Even the, the match, I was, wasn't really feeling the most going into it, and it's not because of the talent. It was just because of the buildup. Um, Riot Squad versus Natalia, Sasha, and Bailey. That match absolutely delivered, and Riot Squad are on it like – they are the revival of the women's division, honestly. That's that's how good their tag team wrestling was during, during this match. And uh, you mentioned the main event, so I, I guess I have to say it, obviously. Um, <laughs> the, the anticlimactic nature of uh, the match. I, I actually, it got to a point where I'm like, oh, oh shit, Nikki could win this match. <laughs> when she hit that Alabama slam, and it was like 2.9, I was like, holy shit. Let's talk about the pre-show. I did not know that Tiffany Haddish versus Brie Bella was something that I wanted until this pre-show. And I was like, you know what? I, I'd watch it. It might not be pretty, but I'd watch <laughs> it. We also see future WWE Hall of Famer Maria Menunos on the red carpet. Uh, R-Truth and Carmella are at the panel table. And R-Truth tries to get involved in the Battle Royal so he can challenge Carmella. But Carmella informs him that she is no longer champion. Uh, Latoya, did anything stand out to you in particular about this pre-show? Uh, I loved all that for the pre-show. I love that after the R-Truth Carmella thing, R-Truth ended up on the red carpet with Carmella's mother, yes. which is amazing. I love, uh, so they had Beth Phoenix. Um, they were they were talking about Becky and her new attitude. And you have Paige, who's like, I've known her since I was 13. I love this new attitude. She was like, just going in about how great Becky is. And then Beth's like, I don't love it because she made fun of my husband and his broken neck. And it's just, oh, yeah, time to read the room. I want want Beth Phoenix versus Becky Lynch. I want that match. I'm begging for it. I wanted Beth Phoenix on this show. After seeing this show and how good it was, honestly, bring back more legends. Just do it like you do for the men. Just bring every legend. I don't care how over the hill they seem to be. (laughs) Everyone was great. Speaking of over the hill, Trina, what did you think of this uh, pre-show? <laughs> Are you trying to say that I'm the oldest one here? <laughs> I won't take it. It's fine. I, I like the pre-show. I love the red carpet. I thought it was a nice little touch. Um, I think there was something for everybody in this entire pay-per-view. I mean, the red carpet made it feel like, oh, you're what you know, if you watch E and you watch um, the Bellas on E and Total Divas, you're going to love the whole red carpet thing. So I thought that was a nice touch to make it feel special. And then obviously you had Alexa Bliss dressed crazy, uh, and then you had Sasha dressed in, in her deal. So I think the whole thing was was pretty awesome to sort of elevate this pay-per-view and differentiate it from the other ones by including something like a red carpet. And then, of course, they got to sort of shoehorn in The Rock's mom and the whole legacy of... Tamina and Nia Jax. So it was, you know, it was perfect for them. 
You didn't per- mention Carmela's Lisa Frank attire, which was amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I was able to like just set my lamp aside for more lighting, and so if, if a fire starts in my apartment, it'll be worth it. It's literally <laughs> leaning against my, my other couch, so you gotta get die. the screen time. You gotta get the screen time. Let's I go ahead and talk die. about the show. The production of this was interesting because it was it was lit dark. The, the show sold very well. I mean, I had people say, "Oh, it must not be a sellout." No, tickets sold just fine. They did well. I mean, SmackDown sells like 4,000 tickets some nights, and they still light it well. But they had a red carpet presentation. Meanwhile, they had a very minimalistic setup, which you know could be argued it's to put most of the focus on the women in the ring. And, and I'm down with that because it didn't affect this show at all. The crowd was hot. They were ready. And our first match was Trish Stratus and Lita defeating Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Uh, Alicia Fox subbing for the injured Alexa Bliss. This was in about 11 minutes. Trish and Lita get really big pops for their intros. Latoya, I don't think personally anybody could ask any more of Trish and Lita after well over a decade out of the ring. I thought Lita looked better from an execution standpoint tonight than she did in her run leading up to her retirement. I I really enjoyed this match. Oh, yeah. Lita has definitely, like, she definitely looked the best she's looked in years, honestly. Like, she took it seriously to get back in shape. I think. Trish looked better from an in-ring standpoint. I think Lita had some like timing issues, but Trish was was looking amazing. People, I know people were really worried about that going in, and it made me really happy. Um, I love the lighting of the show. Even, uh, well, even before that, when we had the bisexual lighting of the, the early the pre-show, you know it's true. You know it's true. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's laughing because she knows it's true. And I'm like, yes, this is, this is a paper move for all you, of us. You're all gonna have to catch me up on that. Uh, the the blues and the pinks. Like every time they would show the like the video package where it's like okay. just them like, all solitary and like that 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 blue. Sure. Lighting, that's that's my sexual lighting is what was happening. <laughs> so that that probably that probably sold a few more people on the the pay per view too who 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 don't, who don't watch wrestling but they're like well no I'm intrigued. Um yeah, <laughs> and God the pop when it was Trish versus Mickey the crowd just went insane. I'm like yes you understand. The, the, yeah. the love story of our time. The reactions to this match just warmed my heart. You had Ale- Alicia and Mickey bumping their asses off in this match. I mean, they, they knew that Lita and Trish were not in the ring very often leading up to this. And we saw a clip later in the night of a very, very emotional Alicia Fox saying this was the biggest match of her career. And the the one silver lining that I found in Alexa Bliss being removed from this match, uh, Trina, was... The fact that Alicia got to be in this match after she couldn't be in the first Royal Rumble match mm-hmm. earlier this year. Uh, so it was it was nice that Alicia, who has been wrestling literally almost since both Trish and Lita retired, consistently got her spotlight in this match. What did you think of her performance in particular? I think she looked amazing, except for the hair. But I mean, I don't she can never her wig game is just never on point. You know, the clothes are always on point the the whole outfit but some i don't know there was something about the hair naomi tonight is the only one who has like the, the wig game on point honestly right yeah exactly to talk to naomi's woman honestly <laughs> um she she looked great and i think you know really we need to give a lot of credit to mickey james as well because i think uh, a lot of people noticed online that she you know she was kind of carrying everybody i mean not a lot trust me everybody did really really well what i think you saw was um four performers who were taking care of each other uh, and making sure that this was the best possible show that you could put on, even though you have two 
wrestlers that are, are retired and then, you know, Fox hasn't worked with them before. I mean, this is, it could have gone all sorts of wrong. And I think it went all sorts of right. Uh, and it, it made everybody look good. People were like, Trish can still go if she wanted to. I mean, you know, sometimes there were times where I was like, she looks better than some of the wrestlers that are competing today. But Mickey James, uh, to me, was the highlight of that match. And I especially love that her husband, um, Nick Aldis, did a little tweet saying, oh, look, you know, her, look at mommy. And so I just thought that was great because it was a connection to the Indies. It was a connection to like, we're all a family and we're all in this together. And we're all proud of everybody taking part in this. Quite a week for that family with Nick Aldis uh, winning <laughs> the, the uh, NWA championship back. Uh, Lita and Trish did a version of Poetry in Motion. I don't remember Trish Stratus ever doing the full-on Super Frankensteiner that she did. Usually she did the the handstand head scissors, essentially. Mm-hmm. She pivoted and did that, and it looked awesome. Lita hit one of her best moonsaults that I remember because the last few times I saw her had me concerned. I'm like, she barely, she barely got through on that one, but not tonight. It looked outstanding. She also hit a really, really good reverse DDT. Trish... Busted out some flying headlock takeovers. I wasn't expecting that. And then a seated spine buster. Like she's the theme of the show was evolution. And Trish Stratus, 12 years after she retired, was evolving in the ring, which I thought was was really kind of cool. The only really negative about this match was the screw up when Alicia was mm-hmm. late to break up the pin. That's very unfortunate. You should always kick out on a situation like that anyway, but they go right into the finish. Uh, I can't believe they re- they showed that spot again on the replay, though. I'm like, just just cut it at two, then go to the next spot. Uh, Trish wins with the chick kick. Outstanding reactions, LaToya, and, and good performances all around, I thought. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I think this entire pay-per-view, and even especially starting with this match, it was just a reminder of what we've been saying for years, is that it wasn't that there was a lack of talent in WWE all these years, is that they were not allowed to show the full potential of the talent. And then people like me who love women's wrestling have to find the little things that you can see that are actually really good. That's why a lot of people like, like myself, like we latch on to Mickey James, like Mickey James is like, even then you could tell she was a phenomenal wrestler. And when they allowed it, it was really great. Um, but yeah, now that it's allowed to be shown, it, it's just vindication really. That's what it feels like. This was a solid match that led us to the Battle Royal. Winner gets a title shot of her choosing. We had a little bit of everybody in this match. The participants, uh, just just a plenty, including somebody you're familiar with, Trina. <laughs> oh, Medusa, Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze. Am I correct in that this was her first match since 2000? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I was actually... I was worried. Um, I didn't talk to her that much before. She's been working really hard. She's been in the gym. Um, you know, she's always training, uh, actually. So not to get back into the ring, but she's always working out. You know, she's been at the Performance Center. But once they called her for this and she started kicking it into gear and then, yes, yeah, she disappeared because she just went to the gym. Um, but I was a little concerned, you know, just because it has been since 2000 since she's wrestled. Um, and I know, you know, her knee's fully rehabbed, but you never know. These things can happen. Um, but I deal, I didn't expect to be so emotional about her entrance. Um, you know, just to hear her name again and see how happy she was. I mean, I lost it. I, I filmed it because I know she wouldn't believe me if I told her I cried. Um, so I wanted her to see it, but it was amazing to see her and, you know, 
Molly Holly looks amazing. I mean, all the the veterans that were there, they looked great. This they this did. didn't look like oh we just trotted out some people from like the retirement home. Like everybody came to play for sure. If they trotted some people out from the retirement home, the <laughs> retirement home has a good weight room because they all looked they all looked great. Participants in this match: Carmella, Mandy Rose, Lana, Sonya Deville, Naomi, Tori Wilson, Dana Brooke, Ali- or not Alicia Fox, rather she was scheduled to be in this. Oscar, uh, Ember Moon. Tamina, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Molly Holly, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellis, and Zelina Vega. The Iconics cut a promo on their way to the ring. It's it's one of the typical tropes, but I thought it was a good way to get them out early. I don't hear from the Iconics nearly enough. I want their promos every single week. They play off of each other so well. And uh, this, in addition to being Medusa's first match since 2000, I think it was Ivory's first since 2006. This is a woman who was on the original glow in the 80s. And she's working and looked great. Looking great. Another facet that I liked about this is how they carry over the mixed match challenge teams and have like Maurice and Miz in the crowd cheering for Asuka. Really good touch. Uh, anything about this, LaToya, that you were particularly looking forward to? Because, I mean, this this could be a mixed bag, but I thought they told a lot of good stories in here. They got some nostalgia in here. They did a lot of things. Again, it was one of those matches where I just I don't think I was expecting too much, and it exceeded all of my expectations. Like it was amazing how good certain people uh, looked too, because there were some times I'm like, oh, well, they just got them out really quickly. But then Maria Maria Canales looked amazing in the match, coming yeah. back uh, after all, like from maternity leave she looks so good i was like i kind of want maria to win now um the the end stuff is just the entirety of like the ember moon naya jacks and tamina stuff was so good it was such great storytelling and i even called the zelina vega oh i'm gonna pull a maze and sneak back in and that whole story was so good where where, oh oh no it failed miserably uh i was rooting for ember towards that the end but i was happy for naya that it was just it was a well-told battle royal, which again you wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten in the divas era. I was explaining to my mom how you know back in the back in the divas era, it's like oh you can get get eliminated under the top rope, so there's no suspense whatsoever. You know the old Gail Kim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there. This was a battle royal that I thought was treated very well. Let's let's get through it. There were there were a lot of sub stories told in this as well. The Iconics get eliminated by the Legends, and you, they turn around and they see some of the newer uh, WWE women. Thought it was interesting. Maria was on the the Legend side of things, which I mean, she kind of qualifies as both. I did wonder why wouldn't several of those women standing on that bottom rope just get dumped over the top rope? But they had to do the face off. Molly got eliminated by a stiff kick from Sonya. I mean, she got walloped and. Uh, Molly's still training wrestlers, one of the, the great women in, in the history of wrestling, is instrumental in helping the careers of a lot, a lot of people. Uh, my boyhood dream came true as Kelly Kelly was quickly eliminated. Uh, so <laughs> Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose lunches on me, Starcade weekend. Then Mandy Rose pushes Sonya Deville out. Do you think this goes anywhere Tuesday, or do you think they kind of abandoned that, Trina? Because Sonia got on social media and said, sometimes sisters fight. Right, exactly. Um, You know, I think they're going to keep them together. They're either going to ignore it or they're just going to play it off. Um, You know, I think a lot of 
the storylines throughout the whole pay-per-view were about friendship um, and about women sticking together. And so I think, you know, we saw a strong showing by the riot squad. Um, you have legends helping, helping younger stars. I mean, there was a lot of camaraderie here. So I think even something like that, um, they'll probably just, you know, play it off. So I don't, I don't think too much of it, but I think there was some interesting things in, in terms of the storytelling because they had to sort of get to the end of the rumble, which was really what they wanted. They wanted that face off between Tamina and Naya and they wanted the story with, um, um, Zelina coming back. And so, you know, there was some interesting things that they did to get up to that point, um, which included that, you know, mistake maybe, or, uh, and if you were looking at my timeline, my Twitter timeline tonight, I saw a lot of similarities to the independent scene. Specifically, I thought there were a lot of spots in this specific match that were exactly like team Osprey versus team Ricochet at WrestleCon super show in Orlando. Um, including the dance off. Um, and there was the super, super suplex with like eight people. Um, you know, that's, that's just a pretty standard indie thing. Um, so, you know, a little bit like that, that's where I started to see and feel that theme that this show is like either an homage or a complete ripoff, who knows of the indies, you know, but, um, my biggest thing that I popped for the most, uh, during the rumble was Naya, um, and Tamina. Because that's not anything I'd ever thought of before and seeing them look at each other and then just to know the history and like, I got chills and I was like, give me that, please. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Tamina, Latoya, what do you think was going through her mind after she took that weak ass Bronco buster from Maria <laughs> and then Zelina flies at her oh, 732 miles an hour with two knees? I was literally worried for Tamina after those knees. I thought I thought she was legitimately out because she she had to be picked up too. I'm like, oh, she oh had no! Several close but, calls, several close calls, especially with Zelina even uh, in the corner on the outside. I noticed something about T- Tamina. She's been battling a lot of injuries. I was surprised that she came back from her ACL injury. I thought maybe mm-hmm. she would hang it up after that. Surprised she came back after the shoulder injury, but I know she wanted to make evolution. I had people telling me that. She got a lot of shine in this match. She got a lot of spots in this match. Outside of a WrestleMania match, this might have been her biggest match ever. LaToya, what do you see for the future of Tamina just purely speculating? Because you do have a big full roster here. And the, this, the bittersweet thing is she's experiencing the biggest moments of her career and what might be the twilight of it. Yeah, I think this was legitimately the best work she's ever done in her career, honestly. And, you know, it, it, it does seem like it's one of those things where it's a, kind of a farewell tour. Uh, I definitely popped for her and uh, Naya Uwaing, and then I kind of <laughs> cried because, oh, uh, God. Just thinking about Roman makes me cry now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, she she looked great. That that weak-ass Bronco Buster was, like, basically the tail end of Maria looking great. It was like, oh, that's that's not good. Let's yeah. not do this. Um, but, yeah, then Zelina killing her, you know, former uh, Knockouts Tag Team Champion, Zelina Vega, you guys. She, she, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing in the ring. Um, but, yeah, Naya just looks so good and so dominant. Again, everyone – it it seems like just such a, a shill type of thing to say, oh, everyone looked great. I loved it. But like everyone looked great. Yeah. I loved it. Not easy to do in a battle royal either. I thought Michelle McCool in particular, compared to her Royal Rumble performance, like as far as footwork and timing and execution, she looked outstanding. 
I and, was honestly wondering if she was going to hit a faith breaker. I'm like, will they allow her to do that because of AJ? But yeah. she didn't, but like she could have. She yeah. could have. That's how that's how good everyone was looking. And again, they got rid of people quickly. Um, I was surprised they got rid of uh, Molly Holly as quickly as they did, honestly. But then Ivory was killing it. And yeah. Ivory doing a dance break, that made my life. Dance break from uh, Ivory. The RTC version of Ivory would have never done anything vulgar like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> this happened. I was definitely... worried <laughs> that, that you just happened... censor it. Yeah. Oh my god. This happens after the quintuple suplex. Uh, Ivory and Carmella end up eliminating Mandy Rose, who tried to eliminate them. Uh, one of the, the only low lights of this, you could tell that Tamina and Naya missed a spot where they were supposed to take everybody out because Lana popped up like, "Okay, here I am for your face off," and they're like, "Oh shit, hold on." We're supposed to beat up everybody. And then they eliminated her anyway. Uh, Ember Moon tosses out Dana Brooke, who I thought looked physically in the best shape she's been in since probably better shape than NXT days. She was trying to keep that competition figure up that I don't know if if that's healthy for a WWE schedule. But Carmella gets uh, thrown out after kind of messing up a spot with Ember Moon, but uh, they immediately went to throw her out. Michelle McCool gets thrown out. Ivory flies off the top rope with a body press. Eliminated by Asuka. Ember Moon throws out Asuka real hard. (laughs) And it's down to Tamina, Naya, and Ember. Tamina got a lot of spots in this match, as I mentioned. But Zelina sneaks back in. And after Tamina gets thrown out, Trina, somehow, Naya, with this impressive visual of her body pressing Zelina, somehow, both Tamina... And Zelina on this both get their faces all busted up. I hope they're okay after that. That was nasty. Yeah, it, it was. It was. And, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of felt like it was fitting because Naya winning this, you could feel it. I mean, you know, it's just like they're going to get their faces busted. Naya's going to win um, in a brutal style. But the thing that caught me off guard was how genuinely happy she was. Um, you know, and that, again, like more tears because. You could tell that this meant a lot to her. And I think it's this meant this night meant a lot to a lot of people. And you could see it in their wrestling, uh, the way that they were rea- reacting to things. I mean, so I thought that was a very genuine feeling from Naya um, after a very brutal, brutal thing that happened before that. So personally, I would have preferred Ember winning this, but I'll see where they go with the Naya thing. You know, there, there's been a lot that's happened to her extended family. They do have the push into the People's Choice Awards next week, which I know WWE is for some reason, valuing very heavily. But I think a pretty damn good battle royal, all things considered. And everybody looked good. That is not easy to do in a chaotic matchup like this. We had the Mae Young Classic Finals. Tony Storm defeated Io Shirai in about 10 minutes. Some really good arm lock trades start this out. Uh, Shirai dropkick Storm to the ground, follows with a handstand, knee drop, and then a rings of, sta- rings of Saturn. Uh, Storm hit some filthy German suplexes in this match, including that first one. Tony goes up top and gets caught with this amazing step-up drop kick that sends her tumbling outside. Then Shirai does a moonsault. Storm recovers, hits the Storm Zero, and I love how, like when Ahmed Johnson would do the Tiger Driver, he would kind of hold people up and then heave them down. Mm-hmm. It's all like one fluid motion when Tony Storm does it. Looks really good. Uh, Shirai eats knees on what Cole called an Aisai moonsault. It was actually just a regular moonsault. 
But Storm wins with uh, Storm Zero. Trina, not a ton of crowd heat to this match, but I thought it was really good for for a 10-minute match. It was a sprint. It was a little bit different than what else we had seen on the show, and uh, I I really enjoyed this. Wish the crowd would have been into it a little bit more, Mm -hmm. though. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, because it it felt like more of an NXT final match uh, or a main event match, and I think that's probably what um, the crowd was sort of feeling because, you know, if you watch NXT and you watch uh, the main the main product, there is a big difference. This was very wrestling based, very technical based. This was meant to show off their skill set. Um, I'm glad that there were children in the audience who got to see um, EO's moonsault. It was beautiful. Uh, so things like that. I think it was, this was more of an NXT type match for the NXT type fan, which I, I'm glad they put this on the show. Maybe, you know, it was a bit of a lull. Um, you know, maybe it slowed things down a little bit, but I think in terms of making this pay-per-view completely well-rounded, I'm glad they put it on. I would have liked to see EO get the win because I don't feel like Tony Storm needs the push per se. And I was going back and forth in my head. I'm like, who, who needs this more? Um, and I, I wanted EO to win because I felt like, you know, she's still got, because she's a Japanese star, there's still more work to do in terms of introducing her to the audience. Whereas, introducing Tony Storm is not going to be a problem. I mean, she's beautiful, blonde, like you don't need to say anything about her. So, you know, but then, but then Kyrie won last year. So I didn't know if they wanted two Asian women. So it was just a weird, I didn't know what to think about it. I didn't know what to think about it. Maybe Latoya has a better take. <laughs> what do you think, Latoya? Yeah, my whole thing is that, do they want to do the whole two Asians back to back? Is that just going to be a thing if anyone from Japan co- comes, you know, is that going to be a thing? Well, now you know they're going to win. It's it's a weird problem to have in WWE, honestly. I guess I was, I was surprised they went with two Japanese problem. Royal Rumble winners this year. I was shocked and uh, pleasantly yeah. surprised they, they did that because, I mean, you know, WWE's line of thinking with stuff like that. It's, it's often weird. Good that it's changing, though. One thing I love they did here, Latoya, they had Sarah Amato out there with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H presenting this. When she got signed, a lot of people were kind of surprised she wasn't going to wrestle, but she has helped spearhead a lot of this change. Oh, God, I love Sarah so much. Uh, Death Ray is literally one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. So, yeah, I was one of those people who was very disappointed. But uh, she's always said that she she wanted to be signed as a, a coach instead of a wrestler, so I'll accept it. But I'm not I'm not happy about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was rooting for Tony. I, I understand the whole idea. Like she doesn't technically need the help, but I just want the best for Tony Storm. And since you know, since Mercedes didn't win, so I'm gonna root for Tony. Selfishly, I would love a, a Sarah Del Rey match. Just yes, like Forever. some some young champion who's full of piss and vinegar that challenges her she, she's just 37 years old for the love of god she's just 37 i'm like man i know it's been six years since she wrestled but i, I would love to see her in the ring in uh that type of situation sasha banks bailey and natalia defeated the riot squad in 1310 latoya you, you put over the riot squad ahead of the at the beginning of the show man i think ruby riot had really throughout the summer had some of the best work in wwe period I thought she was the glue of Raw. She could work with anybody and have a really good match. And damn, I loved her Jigsaw-inspired gear tonight. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. even watch that anymore. But I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's like a, really a nerd thing or just a weirdo thing for you to be like, really excited about. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it's we Halloween week. What's wrong with you? Oh God, calm down. It's How ho- dare I, you? I, I'm going through Halloween in Los Angeles, which means everyone does too much. So I That's like true. to see the chill. Good yeah. So Ruby Riot, it's one of those things where like we all knew she was gonna like just kill it in WWE. Like you didn't know they were gonna give her her due, and they are giving her due. Honestly, she, everyone who has a singles match with her, they have their best singles match with her. She's that good. And the Riot Squad, while it seemed weird at first, is actually kind of the perfect trio. And I just every time they're in a match, all I can think is I just want to protect all of three of you together. I love you so much. And then just their their tag team wrestling so good. I, I called them the Revival Squad because mm. Jesus Christ, they were doing some they were doing some tag team wrestling. It was just impressive. Early on, it seemed like this was a raw tag team match, and they turned it up. And even the botch in this match, I think, worked out well. When Sasha Banks did the Tope Hilo, but held on and went a little too much, I mean, that's what would happen if she actually messed up the move like that. She'd get caught and thrown into the barricade. And I thought that was, was a great touch. Bailey tries to slide a dropkick underneath the bottom rope and gets wedged between that and, and the post, and it looked so good. This is where this match really uh, turned up. Sasha Banks comes in on a hot tag and primarily works with Ruby Riot, leading to a meteor that she kind of had to shift into a Thez press because of some distance issues. But then a backstabber goes into the Bailey to belly, and when Liv shoved Sasha into Bailey to break up the pin, I thought we were going to friction here, Trina. I was surprised we didn't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I saw that and I was like, oh, here's the turn. Here's the turn. <laughs> but then you had the announcers, you know, tell me exactly what happened. I was like, okay, fine. Um, that, you know, that was just a breakup. They, they kind of just bumped into each other. It's okay. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I think everybody looked amazing in this match. And I actually tweeted out, I was like, does the, the crowd sound kind of dead for this? Um, and everybody was saying, well, yeah, because we've seen this 50 million times on raw which I, I, I understand that, but I do think that all six of them brought pay-per-view um, pizzazz, I guess, to this particular match. They turned it up, and I felt like this was the best I've ever seen Liv. Um, you know, I think the, the Riot Squad's just, they're really hitting their stride. I mean, it really was brilliant, brilliant tag team wrestling from all um, six of these women. And it was weird because this is where I'm starting to think, uh, you know, okay, people really want women's tag team division but yeah. maybe they should do a trios because their trios work so well with the women's division i mean the riot squad is great they introduced a bit of the the four horsewomen or the three and ronda horsewomen yeah. and so there are a lot of trios in the women's division that you could make and make it compelling you know it, it kind of sucks a little bit because then i made the joke it's like oh does that mean you need three women to equal you know two men is that what it is like Gosh. but but uh i thought it was beautiful tag team wrestling. I agree with Latoya. I mean, everything was smooth. The Riot Squad is like one brain. It's amazing when you see that. So it was great. Does that mean we'll get Team Bad back? <laughs> well, we can't get PCB back. Yeah, we we'll Team gone. Naomino back, but uh, <laughs> Tamina went after Naomi in that battle royal. I was furious for Team yeah. Naomina. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, Naomi, Naomi went above and beyond to make that look incredible for Tamina, that elimination in particular. Like, she flew for Tamina, and I thought that was, that was a nice touch. Uh, back to the tag match. I don't know how to explain what Riot Squad did. A doomsday hair whip. It was awesome. Liv Morgan flies off the top rope and slams Sasha off of, I think, Sarah Logan's shoulders. They looked great. 
Sasha gets uh, double teamed after that spot into the uh, the barricade. A, a nice assisted senton too. Natalia tags in, runs wild. It led to a double sharpshooter. And from the opposite side, it wouldn't have looked good, but production did a really awesome job shooting this from behind to where you couldn't see that she was struggling and, and couldn't have it locked on. Natty hits a power bomb, Bailey a flying elbow drop, and Sasha with a frog splash, and Bailey with a suicide dive, in which I imagine she just yelled, Fuck it! <laughs> while she did. Because she hit that and she took like a big E tumble while she did it. And I was like, oh no, she's gotta she's gotta stop watching New Day matches. You can't land like Big E. His neck is the size of a train. He's he's got protection on that. Uh, Trina, anything that, that stood out in this match to you? I, I thought it was uh, another solid match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there were a couple mistakes. Obviously, I was scared for um, you know I was scared for Sasha because she's had issues with that before. Um, but again, they, everybody recovered. That's the thing. I think everybody was covering for each other, and so sometimes even the mistakes look like they were. Oh, okay. You know that was meant to happen. So there were a lot of new things that we saw from from uh, both of the teams, and I love the ending. Um, even though it did, you know, remind me of New Day or it reminded me of, of the way that some of the guys' tags match, tag matches are, but it made me feel like all six women just brought, they just brought it tonight. Um, they really wanted to make this feel special, and so they tried new things, and, you know, maybe it didn't work, but all of the chemistry was there, and that's all you need. You know, there was a, it was just electric. I loved it. I did expect uh, bigger reactions for the likes of Sasha Banks especially, I can tell you. My writing team has it on orders. Sasha Banks says anything, we write an article about it because of her fan base. They're the most passionate that I've experienced on the female side of things. Uh, LaToya, from a reaction standpoint, what did you think of this one? Uh, I think, see, I always feel weird. I always feel like the crowds are louder than people say they are. I mean, there are some really terrible crowds, honestly, but I felt they were great. Especially since like, the match for a long time, seemed like a Bailey handicap match where it was one on three. So when she finally got Sasha, I felt like the crowd exploded. Great so, reaction for that. That They yeah. got that heat. They got that heat. And also, just for the match in general, I feel like by the end of the year, Liv Morgan's going to be my favorite women's wrestler. She's gotten so good. It's upsetting. Yeah, I can't wait to see Ruby Riot work with everybody, too. I want to see Ruby Riot in just 15, 20-minute matches with so many different people. I like all yeah. the performers involved in this. I mean, Sarah Logan's come such a long way. I remember there were people backstage at NXT that didn't think she was going to get signed because of the performance that she had against Alexa Bliss in NXT, where that match was not good. You could see Alexa Bliss getting visibly frustrated during that match because of some of the, the spots that happened. And the way that she turned that around and developed herself into a character that Road Dog pointed at and said, get her on my TV show now. That was uh, so uh, good for her as well. NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler defeated Kyrie Sane in about 12 minutes to become the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. After about a year and a half of training, and we, we've seen the horsewomen on TV and in and out, in and out, we have them introduced as characters now. We'll get to that in a moment. From an in-ring perspective, ooh boy, did I love it when I saw Kyrie Sane peeling the arm. That is standard rear naked choke defense. You peel that forearm down, you free the other one. I loved it. Baszler sent Sane into the stairs. 
hit a running knee and a inverted gut wrench power bomb that literally I had a dream the other night. I had a wrestling dream and saw this move and it came true and it looked even better. Latoya, I don't know that there's anybody short of the revival maybe in WWE that works a limb better than Shayna Baszler. She took an arm scissors and turned it into a high spot. That's fantastic. Uh, what did you think of, of her work and uh, Kyrie working from underneath during this match? I have to say this without making it like a, a conflict of interest, obviously. Yeah. I, I cover the full person a lot. But I, I followed Shayna like back in her indie days and everything. And it's, it's, I know it frustrates some people the way she works, but I, I love it. When she just like grabbed Kyrie's arm, like while they were like at the ropes, and she's like, just- say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Held her up like a doll. I was like, oh, oh. I, I wanted to cry. It was so beautiful. Uh, I, I love this match. It's, it was so, I didn't think Shayna was going to win, honestly. So uh, the things that made it so she won of were Jess and Marina who ruined everything. Cause she, she wasn't going to win. Like, yeah. She got was getting destroyed. And Kyrie Kyrie sprints, like her head of fire is are so good. Like which is just like, I'm gonna fucking spear the shit out of her. I thought I thought it was over. And uh, God, I love wrestling. God. <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm so uneloquent right now, but just watching That's that okay. pay-per-view just made me God, I fucking love wrestling. Jesus. This was this was a show that had me saying I like wrestling a lot. And my wife watched this whole show start to finish with me. And she doesn't usually keep up with wrestling. She watches what she wants to watch, and that's it. She's a fan of the horsewomen. I mean, I can't remember if she's met Jessamine or not, but Jessamine is from about an hour away from me. And I'll tell a story about how I, I came to know her early or a little bit later. But Sane comes back, lands a running neck breaker. Uh, that, that arm scissors drop was just a thing of beauty. Sane flies through the air with one of the prettiest flying body presses I have ever seen in my life and sends Baszler over the barricade into the horsewomen. Jessamine Duke reaches out, grabs the hair of Sane. Sane fights off the horsewomen, but Jessamine Duke kicks her in the head, beautifully timed, sets up a rear naked choke. Baszler is the new champ. Trina, I thought this was a good way to introduce the horsewomen, and damn, did, did bo- everybody involved in this looked outstanding, especially Kyrie Sane. She looked like like Superwoman, but Superwoman can't overcome three of the four horsewomen. That body press was one of the coolest spots I've seen all year in WWE. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is this might be a perfect 
women's match. It really had every element that you want to see in a wrestling match. I thought all the spots were great. Um, you have that classic bruiser brawler type versus this little, you know, pixie pirate. Cause I'm thinking about the kids in the audience who've never seen these two before. And so they're thinking, Oh my gosh, Shane is, Shane is going to destroy her. She's doing all these power moves. She's going to rip her arm out, whatever. And so to me, it was beautiful that there are little kids out there watching Saint, Shayna Baszler pretty much kill this little girl. Um, because you know, I've been following her since her MMA days. And, um, you know, for me to see her be this successful is so satisfying because she's worked so hard. Um, you know, she didn't really get to where she wanted to be in MMA and to see her shine and take to this so easily. Um, it's like, she's a natural, you know, it's not, it's not everybody's type of wrestling that they like. Um, but what her style is so good. Um, and she just did great. And I think the storytelling here, amazing, great organic way to bring in Marina and Jessamine. Um, and again, you know, I think it worked to show people who were unaware, unfamiliar with these two wrestlers. Kyrie is small and she has these high flying moves and she has this sort of pirate persona, but look, she's good enough that it takes three people to beat her. Um, so it just made everybody look strong. I thought, I thought, you know, beginning to end perfect match, you know, every element that you want to see in a wrestling match was presented here. For a lot of people, this is their first exposure to some of the horsewomen. I mean, there, there are some people who are literally seeing Shayna Baszler wrestle for the first time because they're watching evolution. And she was a true pioneer of women's MMA. And despite what the records of Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir uh, will tell you they were both highly touted prospects, Jessamine especially. I remember the first time I saw Jessamine Duke, I walked into uh, a gym and I was there to watch my trainer fight. And I see a six foot tall woman kick another woman in the kidney from a, across the cage. And my first thought was she would be fantastic in a pro wrestling ring. This was about 2012, 2013. And there weren't women who looked like Jessamine Duke with that skill set who were there. And I worked on her for years. I said, you should try pro wrestling. But when you're one of the most highly touted 145 pound and later 135 pound prospects, it's not so easy to give that up. But based on the things that I've seen, the content that I've seen and the work that I've seen of them, all four of these women, despite their experience in MMA, were born to be pro wrestlers. Ronda Rousey has taken to it amazingly. Shayna Baszler has that Billy Robinson background where you can just transition in and out and in and out. It's just really good. Marina Shafir ended up having a child with Roderick Strong. And Jessamine Duke, I've witnessed some of her chain wrestling, and I was just amazed by it. And she is built for pro wrestling. It is a uh, real unique thing to see. And Shayna Baszler is a woman who, while she was pioneering women's MMA, WWE would not have touched her with a 10-foot pole based on how she looks, based on how she works, her age even now, like I was surprised she got signed. And then they signed her. They saw how good she was, and it opened their eyes to a lot of other people who worked that way. So uh, you could say that she's she's pioneering some things in pro wrestling as well. Toya, I know you've done a little bit of work with them. Any any scoops? Any scoops? Any scoops? Any scoops? Uh, uh, my biggest scoop is about Jess and just her love of coffee and wine. So she is a woman after my own heart, basically. Uh, but yeah, I have no, no scoops, honestly. A little Uh, bunch you were twitched now, but. but. Yeah, I, I've seen some stuff from that and that, that was really fun. Uh, it's, I think just from a match perspective, 
I thought it was really smart the way that, uh, they did the interference to the point where there's uh, basically deniability on Sheena's part because they made it so Sheena technically never saw any of the interference that was happening during this match. So in Sheena's mind, she won it fair and square. So suck it, Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, reminder, check out FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. You get extra podcasts, photos, videos, all that good stuff over there. Give it a glance, FightfulSelect.com. Also, shout out to Andy Quigley, a subscriber. And get shout outs on the pods as well. WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, last woman standing. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte in about 28 minutes, 39 seconds. I'll flat out say it. This is my match of the year in WWE. This is just one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. And... Some of the most fun I have ever had watching professional wrestling. Period. I loved it. They were innovative. They were different. They they did something that nobody else on this show was doing. Latoya, instant reaction to this before we get into the blow-by-blow. Jesus Christ, I love this match. I was <laughs> screaming during this entire match. And... I, I I was surprised that they had a definitive winner in Becky. I thought it was going to be a draw. I thought they were going to do that that draw bullshit, and they, <laughs> they, they didn't. And Jesus Christ, um, Charlotte should never do a moonsault again. Just do like a, a like a, a summer like a front somersault plancha situation because that worked to break a table. I know she has issues breaking tables like Randy Orton. So yeah, Trina, your, your thoughts? This was in my match ratings, the first women's match that's, and I've only been doing them going back about two years, but I gave it a 10 out of 10. I thought it was a virtually perfect match. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the match before it, I thought was virtually a perfect wrestling match as well, just in terms of all the elements that you need to make a good wrestling match, but um, pure wrestling. This is yeah one of the best matches I've seen ever. Um, you know, to, to go back to the theme that I brought up before, I maybe watched too much indie wrestling. Um, but I saw too many elements that were very close to Sammy Callahan and Pentagon Jr. Cause I've seen those two fight for two years now, probably 15 times. Um, even the chair spot, Sammy does that pretty much in most places he goes where he throws all the chairs into the ring. Um, but they took it a next level. I mean, they, they did things that I didn't expect. Um, it did have a lot of indie elements to it, uh, but this is new for everybody in the audience. This is new for the little kids who are at Evolution. This is new for a WWE audience. And so, you know, for me, like, I didn't mind that I was seeing things that I'd seen before because I'm thinking of all the new audience that this is bringing in. These are, you know, nobody knew that women were doing these things in WWE. And so this is groundbreaking. This is, this match um, is almost like Bonner Griffin for UFC. Yeah, that's a great comparison. So I hope it moves the needle that way because that's what I felt like was happening. I mean, my heart was racing. I'd never seen anything like this in WWE before. It was brilliant by both women. You know, kudos to them for taking all of those crazy bumps um, and, you know, just destroying themselves for such an amazing match. So the blow by blow, WWE edited in booze to Becky Lynch's promos. I think that was really stupid. It was an insult to, to intelligence. And typically they haven't, done stuff like that with Becky since the first night they had her crap on the crowd and they were like not working. They, they abandoned that and they just let the crowd flow with it. Thought that was a bad touch. Charlotte does the flare strut only to have Becky do it uh, with an elbow drop as well. And then Charlotte falls victim to the old deadly drive where she gets body slammed off the top rope, just like her dad. Becky busts out a kendo stick and wears out Charlotte with it. 
and we see this funny spot where they're one-upping each other, throwing chairs. This was such an underrated aspect, LaToya, of the feud between these two, because while they dislike each other right now, they're just still so competitive. Yeah, I was uh, actually surprised it didn't turn into like the homicide sea of chairs into yeah. the ring situation. Oh, they ran out. I guess, they ran out, essentially. Yeah. I guess because WB is classier than old school Ring of Honor, it wasn't going to happen. We're going to have the crowd like just throwing in chairs to help them out. Uh, but yeah, that, that one upsmanship. It was the, the entire story of the match, but that moment right there is like, this is this, the moment where you see, this is how childish this really is. Like, they're literally just throwing in chairs that they're not using just to show who's better. I like that. Yeah. That's some self-awareness and whoever worked as the agent in this match uh, of how this feud went. And they were talking about best buddies and all that stuff, but they, they had that sense of competition that that is what devolved their friendship into a rivalry. So I thought that was really, really cool. Charlotte back suplexed Becky into those. And that was nasty. Folded, or Lynch got folded up a little bit. Lynch does this nice wrist clutch urinagi. So Charlotte puts Becky Lynch on the table and goes for the moonsault, as you had mentioned, LaToya. I'm going to break down why the table doesn't break here. Charlotte is a lifelong gymnast. She is not taught to land on her face when she completes backflips. <laughs> she rounds those sons of bitches out. That's why when she does them from the top rope, to the outside she has a little bit more room to go also it works a lot better if you're landing vertically essentially to the outside of the ring because you're usually falling onto two people you all fall together inside the ring if you're connecting with a moonsault especially with one where you have somebody elevated about three feet up you've got to get that flip done a little bit quicker I don't know if it's muscle memory or what it is, but Charlotte still essentially lands vertical when she lands backflip, and that doesn't apply any weight to the table. However, jumping up to the top rope and doing a somersault senton through a goddamn table sure does. (laughs) And that's what Charlotte did. Trina, I thought that was a cool pivot. They didn't immediately go back to it, but they, they worked right back there, and I thought that was a nice touch. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, when I saw what she was gonna do and then it, you know, didn't work. Um, I thought, okay, that would have been amazing if that had happened. But I think it sort of brought some of the realism to this match. And that's why I keep going back to, you know, Bonner Griffin, because I felt like they are just trying to one up each other. And if that meant going off script or improving, then that's fine. And that's what it felt like, because, you know, maybe that was a botch, or whatever, but they, they just kept going and then she did it again and then it broke. And it was, it was just amazing. I mean, everything they did in this match they, they were both on the same page, step for step, even though it didn't look like they were. Um, it was just a beautifully choreographed match that at times looked improv, um, but wasn't. I mean, so really, the quote-unquote the botch, I didn't mind because them working through it and then finally getting it the second time and then the way that the match ended. We had two broken tables in this match. This is yeah. crazy. Uh, this uh, is kind crazy. Of- yeah, kind of three. Three, yeah. Three. I, well, they broke everything. They, I mean, yeah. really, this is this is a match that you could tell a non-fan you need to tune in and watch. These women are killing each other right now. And people might tune in even though they don't watch wrestling. Becky recovers, slams Charlotte on the ladder. Flair tries to figure eight Becky on the ladder and does it. Becky taps, but there's no tap outs here. So she takes a, a chair to Charlotte's knee. Lynch grabs the title and goes to leave, but is stopped by Charlotte. The announce table is cleared off. 
and a ladder is set up next to it. Becky hits an insane flying leg drop through the table. Charlotte gets up. Becky tries to bury Charlotte under the chairs, and Flair gets up at nine. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, my Monday and Tuesday partner, Alex Palowski. He said that he he didn't quite like the -the over-the-top nature of Charlotte zombieing her way back into this. I was fine with it because of the end result, but this this match wasn't without at least one complaint for me, too. And we'll get Alex to expand on that Monday or Tuesday, but the commentary saying, Becky Lynch has a cult following. So if we're talking about sheer number of people, are we qualifying like Christianity as a cult now, too? Because Becky's getting unanimously positive reactions, LaToya. They're using it the way they would say Bray Wyatt has a cult following, which is a literal cult following. Yeah. Because, because like juvenile delinquent, Michael Cole doesn't know words. So cult following is actually a bad thing in this situation. No, like Josie and the Pussycats has a cult following, as it should, because it's a phenomenal movie. Um, but Becky Lynch, no, she just has a following. It's literally a unanimous situation. It's not, it's not a rarity. It's literally... Everyone will cheer her, and everyone will boo Charlotte unless Charlotte is going against other people. But uh, just just accept it. Don't don't fucking change the video packages for the boos yeah. where you can see everyone cheering Becky. Like when they zoomed out after the net comment in the video package for Edge, and you just yeah. see everyone going yes and Becky, Becky, as you hear boo. That that doesn't work, you guys. Just just don't do it. Oh, pup. Charlotte flattens Becky Lynch with a spear and sets up a table at ringside but gets powerbombed off the top top rope off the apron through a table outside and Becky wins I loved almost everything about this match with the exception of that that one comment essentially sometimes it was it was rough and I like that sometimes fights are sloppy this wasn't necessarily sloppy it was just it was great storytelling it was great action it was a main event caliber match that should have headlined this show, these two women deserved it. And uh, probably the best WWE match I've seen all year. And instantly, one of my favorite matches ever because of the lead-up and the participants and the night and the crowd and all these variables, Trina, that factored into this and made it such a hot match. Uh, yeah. Give me some thoughts on this. Oh, yeah. I mean, because leading up to this, uh, Becky has just been on fire on social media. Um, going to the performance center, doing, doing that little speech. I mean, she's taken, I hope this is what's happened that, that creative's just given her, um, you know, free reign to just do what she wants with this character because she's doing a phenomenal job with it. Um, I, you know, I wasn't bothered too much by some of the commentary things and, and the, you know, the, the booing or whatever. Um, because to me, the, what they were actually doing in the ring or outside the ring, the wrestling was so amazing. I don't know if I, I've just learned to tune that stuff out. I miss some of that stuff sometimes cause I'm just watching what I'm watching. Um, you know, but Becky has done such a great job with this and I think they bring the best out of each other because they have known each other for so well, they, the chemistry's there. And so Becky's turned it up a notch and so is Charlotte. And, and you're just seeing some of the best wrestling, that I've ever seen in a really long time from two women. That's that's the best thing about this is that, you know, I'm likening this to, to Pentagon and Sammy, who are two big stars on the indies. And I just kind of love that WWE gave us an indie style match with two women. You know, like this is evolution. Like you want evolution? Like this is a match that you would see at PWG, but it's Becky and Charlotte. Like what's ha- what's going on? 
and it was so good. It was so good. And I didn't mind the, like you said, the, some of the snafus or whatever, because it felt, it felt real at the time. These are, these are two women that are just really trying to one up each other, whether they love each other, hate each other in real life. I don't care. They put on a hell of a match. It was just unbelievable on so many different levels. And David Bixenspan, who contributes to Fightful uh, often as well, I'm in agreement with him. I think that on a consistent basis, I see high-level women's matches telling better stories than high-level men's matches. Now, I'm not trying to get into a battle of the sexes here thing, uh, thing here, but Becky and Charlotte especially, WWE hasn't pushed the narrative so much. They, they've put some controversial stuff out there and let the fans react how they want to react. Uh, Latoya, I want your your final thoughts on this one. Uh, this match, uh, I, I I agree with the whole the, the indie situation just in the WWE format with women. Uh, you mentioned like the spot where Charlotte's buried and everything, and she still gets out. But no one would find it strange if it was like a high level male superstar doing the same spot. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that Charlotte's a brawn or anything, but you know. I was compared because I, I honestly thought I thought the match was going to go the the Cena Batista last uh, man standing match where like Becky would basically have to tape Charlotte down, which is what, again why I'm so surprised that it didn't end in, like a fuck finish. It ended legitimately that Becky Becky won, uh, but yeah, that that was the comparison I was making going into it, and it's geez, it, it was it was really good. I'm not really a last man last woman standing fan in general, and they Me they either. found a way to to change it up. Because, yeah, it, it can get so convoluted. And this was honestly, it was really straightforward. Uh, they didn't, it wasn't just nonsense. It was really good. It was great storytelling, great wrestling. Main event time. A reminder, you can see LaToya's work at RondaRousey.com, where she is the managing editor. I said this at the top of the show, LaToya, that is a beautiful website. I got to look at it just before your all's launch. And I was saying off the air, too, you all had done a soft launch. I can't believe people didn't find those videos that you all had up just like, here they are. They're public. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there, there was some great stuff there. You all, like, get access to Ronda Rousey as she's heading to these events. Yeah, there's a really great one we dropped this morning. Uh, it's basically the entire week leading up to Evolution. Um, yeah, from, like, a live event on Sunday through Monday Night Raw, just through everything really fun uh them at the 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 first game of the world series too it's it's great stuff i thought this match this main event was pretty good as well i i do think that becky lynch and charlotte should have headlined but uh, that being said i thought that rousey and nikki bella had a good match the the right type of opponent if you're gonna put ronda rousey against a quote-unquote mainstream star nikki bella can hold her own Rousey got a big reaction. I, I heard there was tons of Bella Twins merchandise in the crowd. Rousey hit a couple of beautiful judo throws and taunts Nikki Bella. And this is one of the things I had mentioned when I first reported that Ronda Rousey was training to be a pro wrestler, I think, in July of last year. She's got a ton of throws that pro wrestlers have never seen before. And it's basically like, just go for the ride, do the three-quarter roll or the front bump. She'll take care of you for the rest. And that happened a lot. Nikki Bella shoots a high single leg takedown and Rousey rolls through. I thought that was very cute. I'll say very cute was that spot. Uh, There was another throw a little close to the ropes, but Nikki gets sent into them. And I liked the way that they got Nikki into her spots where she was on the offensive. 
She posted Rousey, then Brie Bella posted Rousey. Uh, Trina, we weren't made to believe that Nikki Bella was coming out there, and although I love her forearm, she wasn't hitting the Nikki Haru Belasawa forearm to the jaw <laughs> and dropping fools. Right, right. I mean, I made a joke, you know, after Becky and Charlotte, I was like, Ronda's probably got to rip Nikki's arm off for this to, to top those, <laughs> what we just saw. But I did. I think they put on a great match. And, and the more, you know, you sort of describe it, I think for a main event in terms of, of notoriety, this was the best way to do it. I mean, Nikki Bella, and I, you know, I hate to do this to, to tie her to John Cena, but she's the, the John Cena of the female division. And so she's the most well-known. And so that's the person you put against Ronda Rousey, a huge name on an all women's pay-per-view. I mean, this is just how the business works. It's, it's just business. Um, and so that's, that's what main events. And so it's fine. But I think for that, for, for that match with, I didn't really have high expectations for, I didn't know how they were going to do this. I was nervous. I haven't seen, you know, Nikki hasn't really wrestled in a while. Um, Ronda's still relatively new. I didn't know how they would click and how the chemistry would be, but I thought it went really well. And I think, um, you know, Brie was only sort of involved. And so it really it was still a competitive match. Um, full disclosure, I missed the end because I was oh so... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, like, I didn't you go to the bathroom. You were taking a dump. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I had to run. Like, I had to pee. Like, I just had to go. I didn't go the whole time during the whole pay-per-view because I was so into it. And I was like, oh, this match will go long. Like, once it wasn't a squash... I was like, okay, maybe this will be 15, 20 minutes. Like, they'll really, you know, and I was like, I can go to the bathroom. And no, I come back and Rhonda wins. I have no idea. I asked everybody on Twitter. I'm like, what happened? And no one told me. So I have no idea. <laughs> I fully saw the possibility of Ronda Rousey tapping her to an arm <laughs> immediately and then Nia Jax challenging immediately. But I noticed something on Twitter and I called the guy out for it. He was talking about a match earlier and he goes, I thought that'd be the bathroom break match. And I'm like, why are you outwardly admitting that you're taking big dumps during wrestling shows. Like, <laughs> what match on this show outside of this one was going to be so short that you could just run and take a whiz? There weren't any. So we know what you were doing in there. <laughs> and if, hey, if you're doing it in 10 minutes, you're not clean either. So don't give me that. Disgusting. People disgust me. Oh dear. Maybe they have a Japanese toilet. I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. <laughs> I did, like, I saw one tweet where it's like, why aren't there two guys wrestling so we know which one's the bathroom break? Ah, I like it. So Rousey gets sent into the apron, and Nikki Bella applies a head scissors and does push-ups. Every time Rousey's coming back, Brie cheats to cut her off. Bella lands a great disaster kick, set up for a superplex, but is knocked down. And Brie interferes to allow Nikki to regain an advantage. Latoya, I was shocked that Ronda Rousey, with we hear about the, the fabled knee problems that she has. I didn't see it when she zoomed through the air three quarters the way across the ring on a missed flying body press. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, she she can work through that. Uh, I was really impressed and also terrified for both women. When you saw Rousey's face by the end of the match was destroyed from, oh, yeah. from Nikki. And Nikki had like a huge bruise on her leg. Um, so yeah, everyone was going full tilt in this pay-per-view. And that's my favorite thing. Everyone is probably dead. <laughs> there will be no women's wrestling for at least the next week because they're all dead. Wow. Yeah, I, I did notice that towards the end of the show. Because I was like, oh man. They, they were laying it in there. And Nikki's not afraid to lay it in. She's she's done that for a while. 
So Bree tries to forearm Rousey and gets thrown over the announce table. This is after Rousey has dodged a baseball slide, which I thought was such a smooth spot, and Bella just slid right under her. Ended up hitting a Samoan drop on both Bella twins. Took a while to set up. But the finish, after Bella hit a real smooth Alabama slam, we'll go back to LaToya since somebody on the show didn't watch the finish of the the event. Yeah, somebody. We we got an avalanche flying armbar, essentially. I don't know why there's the pause and why Rousey applies the armbar different in WWE than, than in MMA, but I thought it was a good finish, LaToya. I enjoyed it too. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned that we did get at least one come on Nikki during this match. Free, free did it. And that, that was great. And then later during the finish, which you missed. You set um, that up very awkwardly. Ron- I'm just saying. Rhonda also said, come on Nikki before she murdered her. Know. And that was the end. Uh, the end of the come on Nikki. Man. Well, I thought Nikki Bella did well. I thought Rhonda Rousey did well. I would have had this as the co-main, essentially. But Trina, all in all, I thought it was a solid match. And again, there was not a bad match on this show. Like, on my match ratings, I started a 5 out of 10. It'll slide up and down. Nothing went backwards on that scale. Everything here. I, I enjoyed watching everything on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's pretty impressive. Um, because now that we're going through it match by match... And I'm sort of looking back on what we just saw. I had a great time. Um, And, you know, I'm a WWE mark. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. I look at this differently. But I think at the end of the day, if we look at this in business terms, this was the first all-women's pay-per-view to a mainstream audience. And so they had to have something for everybody. So you had to have certain matches that were like, eh, not everybody's cup of tea, or maybe things didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. But I think there was something for everybody. And the fact that the three of us pretty unanimous, unanimously like the show or love the show says a lot um, about the show that they put on. Because that's that's the problem, is that I think for Raw or whatever pay-per-views, they, they have to pander to certain audiences that aren't necessarily hardcore wrestling fans and you get the stuff that makes people mad and they're on the internet and they're you know yelling about it but i think this pay-per-view provided so much good wrestling um but also elements that would that would pull in a casual viewer um this is amazing i i didn't i never thought that um the best most well-rounded pay-per-view would be the all women's pay-per-view but i mean these women kicked ass this is amazing i mean i want this all the time now i really hope this is not a one-off because if this is if this is what these women are going to bring oh my god let's do this every year so let's talk about this because it was a point that triple h brought up he doesn't necessarily want to see this all the time personally i don't think once a year is all the time i think once a year is reasonable ultimately i I'm of the belief that you want to fight for integration as opposed to segregation because you want everything equal here. I want, based on what I saw tonight, I'm cool with three or four women's matches on Raw and three or four men's matches on Raw. I'm cool with that. I want that. They had the depth to do it. And and maybe they had the depth to do it before, but some of the people that were inexperienced were sprinkled in too. Now you, you don't have so much of that. Almost everybody is competent and and can go in the ring. Uh, LaToya, what do you think about this? How often should WWE do an Evolution-style show? I mean, obviously, it's just be always a women's pay-per-view, and the men can show up sometimes, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really should be. Maybe, maybe some saying, maybe some ban- banana hammock matches. Uh, they can oh, do those. Oh, yes. Give me, that, 
Give me that lingerie, but then I have Matt. Finn Balor, please. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he's pretending he's stuffing in there. He's that not ain't stuffing natural. anything. That ain't that's all natural. natural. That is all natural. Wait, <laughs> we have we have a new contender in Bobby Lashley, by the way. Oh, my God. What did <laughs> oh, I do? my man. My man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, Alex, uh, I, are you? I need Alex and Warren. I need the guys back on the show. You lost control of your own show. No. Oh, okay. So it's time to talk about all the bulges in WWE, right? Oh, no. Okay, top bulge. Finn Balor. Okay, number one. Bobby Lashley. I do this for a living. This is my full-time job. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, serious, serious. Um, so, yes, uh, I, I do like your idea just in general for Raw and SmackDown half and half for – like, again, you have the depth, and this pay-per-view just proves it, and now it's kind of one of those things where they can't even make an excuse that there are not, there's not enough talent, because you could have even gotten more female talent on the show, and yeah, it's it was so good. <laughs> Jesus. I, I Again, I feel so weird. I feel weird, like, unanimously praising a WWE pay-per-view, because I'm used to a WWE pay-per-view, well, there's something wrong, well, it would have been great, except for this, and then it's just, oh no, this was really good. And then uh, I had I, I tweeted about how, like, hey, this is only for the cool people, but, like, this is an awesome pay-per-view. And then, like, the one person who, like, disagreed with me was just fat-shaming Nia Jax, so I blocked them because nah. fuck them. Uh, yeah. I tried not to block one person earlier, and that didn't work out well. So <laughs> I have people begging uh, for a Blue Chew segue. I told the girls off the air, I specifically picked to not do one tonight. I thought that would be wildly inappropriate. But I don't know what is inappropriate anymore based on the direction that this show went. Bulge, bulge, bulge. (laughs) (sighs) Trina, final thoughts on this uh, show. Can I talk about um, how... Tiny if you talk near. about bulges again, you're going to go on another vacation. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was, I was just going to talk about the size of your man bun, but you know. Oh well, <laughs> you know, I think there, you... there, there is quite the bulge going on up there. <laughs> oh, I think no. your, your man bun needs some blue chew. <laughs> oh, let's just, let's just let this, this down. Oh, here we go. We're letting our hair oh, down. My gosh, oh my god! Here we go. Oh dear. <laughs> Best episode ever. This is what it looks like when it's been up all night. I mean, oh, hey, Bluetooth segue I, again. I'm We're not going to be out of here. To, to, this, to this ever again, am I? <laughs> I'm banned. You know, I Neither thought I. I had two mature professional women to do a show with me. Oh, I, this I is like, what mature women are like. We're always talking about penises. I, I, I thought, can objectify the women, too, if you want me to. I thought, you know what's a bad idea? having three middle-aged white dudes on a wrestling podcast about women's wrestling. So I had two you- professional, mature <laughs> women who knew their shit on, and it went off the rails. Do you want me to objectify the women, too? I can do this. <laughs> I can. Maybe another show. I, I will say, I, will say <laughs> I, I definitely agree with LaToya. This was a great show, and it, it, it does feel weird to unanimously say, I mean, between the three of us, we all know what we're talking about here. We study wrestling, we watch wrestling. We all think it's great. So now I'm curious to see what people are going to say to knock it. You know, show me the negatives. Um, maybe we're still in that the afterglow because this happens because we do, you know, Sean does the show right after 
and we're still sort of in the afterglow, the honeymoon phase of, of what we just saw. Um, I'm curious to see what the detractors will say because there will be detractors. Um, some some will say there aren't enough bulges on, right? on the on the program. I mean, Finn Balor was in the crowd, so oh maybe my there God. was. Plugs, Latoya, where can they follow you on social media and on the webs? Uh, I am on Twitter on at Lafergs. I'm not on Instagram, so I hope no one's like making a weird, creepy, fake Instagram for me because that'd be weird. So here's um, the thing with your Twitter. I didn't know because you live in LA. I'm like, is it LA Fergs or is it Lafergs because of your name? It's Lafergs. It's Lafergs. It's double. You should just rock with it. I could do it both, but yeah, it is Lafergs is the, is the intent. Trina. Yes, I am at Trina de la Suerte. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, used to do a podcast. I occasionally will guest host. I've done some with Medusa. I was at uh, All In and StarCast with her. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty busy doing other things outside wrestling, but anytime you, you need a girl who's going to talk about bulges or whatever in wrestling, oh I, I'm okay to be on your podcast. So Let's please have you. me back on the show. <laughs> Let's tell you what other projects you have. I, I know RondaRousey.com, obviously. Yeah, RondaRousey.com. Uh, my book uh, on Encyclopedia of Women's Wrestling comes out in May. And I am also just a TV critic who writes a lot about TV. I write a lot of weird things that Riverdale. aren't usually about. Shut up. My <laughs> wife is up. a huge Riverdale fan. She's right. I mean, season two was bad, but now it's good again because there's like uh, a Dungeons and Dragons monster part of the show. So that's awesome. Funny um, story. My The owner of Fightful has me to Toronto every year and his wife is a giant Riverdale fan. So my wife and his wife are bonding and we're like, Ugh, watching Riverdale while we do a pro wrestling podcast yeah. every Wednesday for 90 minutes. So I'm thinking you're like too manly for Riverdale. I am. I sat through five minutes of it and I said, nah, we out. You didn't like Archie fucking? You didn't like that? <laughs> oh, you better believe I hear it every time that Jughead and Betty get it on. <laughs> I hear about it every time. I don't know these people. I don't know who they are, but I do yeah. know who they are. I mean, yeah, you know who they are because like it's Archie Comics. But, I hear about it all the time. But all of a sudden, they're fucking. What's happening here? Good gonna watch God. Hang on, look, look, really quick. I just want to say this because this is amazing to me. I've been a huge fan of Latoya's for years now, and so oh, it's amazing. Well. Yeah, seriously, because I I've listened to you on the Ringer podcast, and I've just been following your Twitter for a couple of years. I don't watch a lot of the shows that you cover. I just think you're really funny and intelligent. Um, so it's been an honor to do this this podcast with you because oh, I've been a huge cry. fan of yours. <laughs> I've been a huge fan of yours, and I was really intimidated because I know Sean; he's intimidating, and Maybe. I'm just I, I, doing I, it. What? You know, <laughs> what? what the bun is back in? The bun is back in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Excuse but, me. I mean, we won't talk about intimidating. <laughs> the stuff you were trying to make happen off the air, ridiculous. And now we're going off the air. Guys, follow these wonderful women. I want to thank you all so much for uh, joining me on the show. Also, thank you to all the women who helped Fightful become what it is. Lindsay, Melissa especially, a couple of great producers. And uh, Lindsay, who you all have never seen on a show before, uh, has been integral to this. Melissa, you all don't really see all that she does outside of screwing up our podcast regularly. <laughs> but she is very important to this. Danielle Ortiz, who's covered a ton of stuff for us. Anna Bauert, who has become uh, one of my best friends. Uh, she did a lot of great podcasts for us. We had uh, freelancers like Chris and Ashley, Demon Diva, Scarlett Harris. We have 777, our mod, 
just a, a lot of great women who have contributed to Fightful and helped us gain, honestly, a, a bigger women demog- female demographic than most wrestling websites. And for that, I appreciate all of you, our, our female viewers, readers, listeners, subscribers especially, and some of you dudes too, because somehow hundreds of you sat through that bulge conversation. <laughs> men, okay, men are the ones who talk the most about Finn Balor's bulge. This is I'm, I, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend that I don't talk about dicks. I sell. Clear Circle Reddit them. is always talking about Finn Balor's dick. Always. I learned. Oh, I'm always talking about it. If we're going to be talking about wrestling dick, oh, let's boy. bring in the, the old school. Batista. Yeah. Right? Batista. Nobody, knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Everybody's oh, asked it in every interview. Nobody knows. See, this, I, I tried to do it. <laughs> Predominantly female cast. Females just love getting my shows demonetized. It is a recurring theme. Anna did it every week. We'd go on the air. She'd just go, fuck. Boy, there we go. Until next time, guys. We're out. Who censored me earlier? We're out.